everybody. It's Luke and Jack from dogman.com on a time crunch. So uh, our typical hilarious introductions will be cut short, unfortunately. Uh, Jack covered the Stanford offense this week. Uh, Jack, tell me a little bit about what we can expect from David Shaw's group there. Yeah, you know, typical Stanford offense. Uh, David Shaw obviously been there for a while, one of the longer tenured coaches in the Pac-12. You know, for the last decade or so, quarterbacks have been the strength of the position, and that's going to be where it's at again on Saturday at 1 p.m. Davis Mills, former five-star quarterback out of California. Um, He's he's their guy this year, 6'4", 225. He hasn't had the best year overall, but what he does do well is he doesn't turn over the ball. He doesn't throw picks. He doesn't force turnovers. And for a team like Stanford that can slowly march down the field, that's super big to have, you know, um, for a guy that, you know, will hand the ball off, can throw the ball, and can be accurate with his passes. Um, that's 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 what David Shaw likes, and that's what he wants to do. And ultimately, that could be a big problem for the Husky offense, as it has been, um, you know, for a couple years or so. They've been splitting games for a while now. Um, and a big reason for that is because Stanford doesn't turn over the ball, and they just slowly march down the fields. Um, and when they do that, you know, they have a lot of weapons, actually. Uh, this year, I feel like they have more weapons than in the past. Um, just because they're so spread out. I think the biggest name to worry about is Connor Weddington. He's the biggest playmaker. Uh, many of you guys might remember he's a former Husky Pledge, uh, former dog commit, but he's really, really good in space and in the return game as well. Super quick. Um, probably one of the fastest and most explosive wide receivers in all the Pac-12. Uh, he's having a decent year so far. 17 receptions for 218 yards. Uh, with a touchdown and uh, oh, that's Michael Wilson. My bad. Uh, but Weddington also having a good year as well. He's averaging te- ten yards a carry, touchdown. Um, but yeah, Michael Wilson, the other guy who I just listed, he's their. He's probably their most. Uh, he catches the most balls for Stanford, uh, and he's you really solid route runner, and he's really good at finding the open crease. Weddington's more of a guy that's going to beat you in space and can make big plays, and that's what the Huskies can't give up if they want to win this game. Uh, Michael Wilson, though, he'll be catching the ball a lot. I bet he gets the most targets. I, I expect him to see probably seven targets this game, maybe four catches right around there. Um, if he's if they go to the red zone, they'll look for him or they'll run the ball in. But he's probably the most dangerous playmaker to move the sticks. Uh, they also have Simi Fajeko. Uh, he's he, he's been a monster against Oregon. He had the tough stick. He had a tough end of the stick. He uh, after watching that game, he really burned their DBs um, all night long. Really. Uh, they had Jack West at uh, the starting quarterback that game uh, as Davis Mills was hurt. Um, but Fajeco got, he got by the, he got over the top a couple times, but West missed a couple balls deep to him. And, you know, with Mills, he's not going to make those mistakes. And against a tough Husky secondary, that, that just can't happen. Um, we, you know, obviously the dogs can't let that happen. Can't let him get over the top. You know, they also have a couple tight ends that they like to go to. Uh, as most of you guys remember, their guy last year was Colby Parkinson. Uh, now he, you know, he's gone in with the Seahawks. But you know they have two guys who they play uh, mainly Tucker Fisk. He's their he's their go to. He gets most of the targets. He's you know like s- typical Stanford tight ends, man. Like they're just gigantic. He's huge, six five, two eighty. Um, that's a monster. He could almost be an offensive lineman at that weight. Um, so in the end zone, he'll be a big threat. Uh, he has three receptions for 17 yards. Uh, hasn't got a ton of tick, but he's cu- coming off a little bit of an injury. But he's uh, he's going to be their guy, I think, to move the chains in the end zone. Um, you know, Stanford loves their tight end. 
The other guy that they like to go to is Scooter Harrington. Um, probably one of the cooler names in the Pac-12, honestly. Uh, you know, just great football player all around. Uh, the, and then finally, you know, it wouldn't be a Stanford offense if you didn't talk about the run game. The run game is always punishing. Um, and this year they have one of the top backs. And I mean, what I think is the in the in the conference in Austin Jones out of Bishop Woodhouse High School. Uh, last year he didn't play as much uh, because you know red sh- or true freshman, but you know he's their guy now. He's moved up the moved up the depth chart um, due to graduation and hasn't had an outstanding year, only averaging three point nine yards a carry. But th- when you look at the game film and all that, you really see him getting a lot of work third and short goal line. Um, and that's where he's been real dangerous. They haven't been running the ball as much on first down, second down, uh, been throwing the ball more, but you know, obviously Sanford is one of the, if not the most physical team in the PAC 12. So they're going to look to run the ball, get, especially against a week where the UW weaknesses been shown this year, time and time again has been in the run game. Um, so they're going to look to run the ball. I think he gets around 20 carries. Um, this game is my guess. I bet he gets mm-hmm. close to 20. Uh, big number, but uh, I think he'll get there. And then obviously Stanford, last thing about Stanford's uh, offense is their O-line. Very solid this year. Uh, I'll talk about one guy in particular. They're anchored by tackle Foster Sorrell. Most of you guys probably remember too. Uh, five-star at a Grand Compassion High School. Very good. Super great technique. Just a big body and very smart. Awesome. Thanks, Jack. Uh, not going to ask you too many questions here because of uh, time. But real quick, uh, I know you mentioned – Austin Jones, they have Nathaniel Pete as well, who's been effective when they've used him running the ball. Uh, but this is a Stanford offense that has playmakers as pass catchers as well. You said they're more likely to throw it on first and second down. Are we going to see kind of the the Stanford jumbo package of old? Will we see a little more spread? Uh, what, what do you kind of expect them to show against this Husky defense? Yeah, I think they actually have been starting to transition a little bit more to the spread. That's just what college football has been going to more. But um, obviously, I, th- I really do believe they're going to, you know, keep doing their jumbo packages, maybe two or three wide receivers out, a tight end or two, um, and then run a lot. I think they'll be going to run a lot of play action, and they're going to be pounding the ball inside uh, against this Husky defense, really trying to wear them out. I think that's the, their best shot of winning is by w- taking long possessions, taking a long time to get down the field and running the ball effectively. Awesome. Now I'll jump to the defensive side of the ball. Surprisingly, uh, the Stanford defense so far through three games just has not been very good. Uh, they're forfeiting over 450 yards a game, 31 points a game. Um, not kind of the Stanford defense we're used to seeing. This is so far the worst points per game defense coached by David Shaw in his time at Stanford. You look up front and they still have got some size. Thomas Booker, Dalen Wade Perry, and Thomas Schaefer are their starting defensive linemen, each of which is at least 6'4 and over 300 pounds. Thomas Schaefer is their best pass rusher at 6'7, 301. He's got long arms. He had three sacks on the season, including two against Cal last weekend. You move on to the linebacker core, and I think, honestly, this is the group that has underperformed for Stanford so far. Curtis Robinson's leading tackler. He's a fifth-year senior inside linebacker. And then Levani De Mooney is the other starting inside linebacker. Uh, and then you look at a couple of outside linebackers. They have four guys that rotate in pretty consistently, but that outside linebacker group has one tackle for loss and zero sacks in total. The linebacker core, as all four positions in the linebacker group, have three and a half tackles for loss on the season uh, and just a half of a sack. And that's just not enough to get it done in the Pac-12. They're not making negative plays. 
uh, which is why they're forfeiting nearly six yards per carry and over 220 yards per game on the ground. The Huskies are going to run it early and often, getting the stable involved. And then you look at the secondary uh, as well, a relatively young secondary. They have two uh, kids from the class of 2019 starting at corner in Salim Turner Muhammad, as well as Caillou Kelly. Um, and then at safety, Kendall Williamson and Malik Antoine come uh, with some experience. Uh, Malik Antoine is a two-time captain for the Stanford defense, kind of the leader of the group. Uh, and then when they're in a nickel situation, it is typically Jonathan McGill that will be that nickel back for Stanford. But this is a group that although they have size that you've seen from Stanford in the past, just has not been able to get a lot of push up front. Not great linebacker play has allowed teams to really run the ball all over Stanford. And the Huskies will try to do that, certainly. That's good. Um, so where do you think their biggest weakness is? If the Huskies have to expose something, where do you think they are going to look to? Uh, and how do they beat this Stanford defense the way they've been beaten all year? Yeah, well, I think teams have been running the ball very effectively against Stanford. I think one area in particular that's been super effective for teams against Stanford is kind of getting out to the perimeter, not necessarily like getting to the sideline and running that, like, you know what I mean? Like a toss all the way out to yeah, the yeah. sideline, get sweet, but maybe like an extended handoff or a pitch uh, and you kind of follow like a pulling guard. Uh, it, it looks to me early on that safety's linebacker, or no, that Stanford's linebackers and then kind of in the secondary lose gap integrity and that allows big runs. You might see a little Sean McGrew get a toss, hide behind, the likes of MJ Ale and um, Henry Bainavalu, and then kind of emerge out of a hole when you see someone lose their integrity and get 11 yards downfield before somebody even gets a hand on him. That's stuff that's happening at Stanford this year, and I think Washington will look to exploit that early. How many carries do you think uh, Washington running backs will get? I would, I honestly, well, it's tough because, like you said, Stanford's going to run the ball. They possess the ball for a very long time, and they don't turn the ball over. Um, that's actually the one. I guess bright side of this Stanford defense is they forced five turnovers and Stanford's offense has just turned it over once. Um, but I think if Washington is able to have the ball for about 30 minutes, a pretty average game, I think that we will see 40 handoffs or handoffs, tosses, whatever it might be. Wow. Um, but I think they are going to run the ball like crazy or they're going to try to at least. I mean, I, I could see that too. You know, Jimmy Lake has been preaching all along. They want to be the most physical team in the Pac-12. You could totally see him trying to stick it to them in that way against Stanford, but um, on a little bit of a time crunch now, uh, get to the uh, confidence intervals. Luke, what do you have? Confidence interval, I'm going to go with a six, which is a little, like, I guess you might say low going against a one and two Stanford team that's allowing over 30 points per game. Uh, and Jimmy uh, laughed when he was asked if this is a trap game, referencing the fact that this is Stanford, a team that's contended for the North several years in a row. But this game is a game that Washington could drop and still win the Pac-12 North. Uh, I'm not saying that that's going to cause them to not play their hardest, uh, but it's just a game that gives me a, a little bit of anxiety. You know, So I'm going to go 6 out of 10. Washington, if they play well, should win this game. Um, but you just never know. Yeah, I'm going to go 6.5. Um, I'm right there with you. I have a little bit of anxiety, you know, just because I think, I think the Huskies are really focusing on Oregon just because uh, not like they're going – you know, they're skipping ahead of Stanford, obviously. But uh, I think that's where most of their hype and energy is going to be. Although uh, it gives me a lot of confidence that, um, you know, I think they came out flat against Utah, and I don't think they're going to let that happen again. Um, <laughs> but, you know, obviously anxiety, you know, Stanford is just one of those teams that can 
you know, it's a turf monster. Just get under Nia out of nowhere. Um, yeah. So I'm going six and a half. I do still think the dogs win. Wonderful. Awesome. Jack, if you have time, give me one key for the Husky offense. Yeah, I think it's winning the line of scrimmage, you know, with Stanford. That's just always been the, that when you look at Stanford, that's just always a year in and year out. That's what the Huskies have to do and, or any team for that matter. Um, and if they want to win this game, they have to control the line of scrimmage. That's how Stanford gets going and you can't let them get going that way. Wonderful. Yeah. And then I'd say another key to the game for me is just the turnover battle. Like I said, Stanford's only turned it over once so far. Uh, Dylan Morris threw three interceptions against Utah. I mean, obviously semi fluky. One of them was a Hail Mary at the end of the half. Dylan Morris hadn't turned the ball over in his first two games. Um, I'm not saying that it's going to happen again, but Washington can't lose the turnover battle three to one or three to nothing uh, and, and expect to walk away with this one. So that's the key for me. All right. Um, Good short little yeah. podcast on a little bit of a time crunch, but uh, for all of us at dogman.com, check out the game previews. Uh, a lot of information to get ready for the game. Go dogs. Go dogs.